Welcome to the One Day at a Time podcast with your host and the future leader of the Republic of Wales, Scofflier. Now, this might be the only podcast in the world where you actually have to reduce the speed instead of increasing it. However, what I want to get over to you is that the past is gone, the future doesn't exist. So if you want to make the most of your life, you've got to make the most of these moments every single day. And this podcast is going to help you live a healthier, more fulfilled life, hopefully giving you some wisdom to take away every single day. So I'm going to shut up now so you can get on with listening to the next episode. What a weekend that was, team. Unbelievable stuff. You know, think of it. Cake, loads of pies. Uh, all of you stayed in the same place at hostel. It was amazing. Some of you stayed in other in amazing places too. I didn't, like, you know, in the scenery. Wales. Yeah, the best country in the world. Snowden, the best mountain in the world. Yeah, and the best weather in the world. It's uh, what, what a weekend. You know, we did try, didn't we? We did try. I was trying to say, look, we tell people we climbed, but look, it was too dangerous. We used our heads. Yeah, all that Marcus Aurelius philosophy we got now. You know, even without the hiking people, would have we gone out? Mm, we probably would have, actually. <laughs> but I think a lot of us would have stormed on. But luckily the hiking people were like, look, mate, Turtles, whatever you call yourselves. <laughs> this is the worst weather I've seen in nine years doing this mountain. So you better turn around unless you want to risk your life. So we thought, well, we better turn around. Lucy came blessed, nearly blew off. Did you, Lucy? I was by you next minute, you fucking five meters away. I think once we were all bracing ourselves, holding, you know, when you like think of it, you're, you're like widening your stance, knees are down. We're just holding on to each other, like, like you know, the proper holding on until the wind went. Like, what's that game? You just stand still. Oh, what was it? someone said? I can't remember what it was, but that's what it was like. It was so strong. I thought, yeah, the wind's not going to be that strong. You, you always think, Adam, you always think it's not going to be that bad. I saw a guy, yeah. I swear to God. I don't know where they're coming from, but one guy was walking up in flip-flops. <laughs> Shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, other guys walking up in trainers. Right, like literally, like what are people, pe- I don't know why we think everything's a lot, or not going to be as bad as it is. We never listen, do we? Someone says, look, take these precautions, because it's going to nah, mate, <laughs> whatever. Like I went to the sh- um, the shop to get like waterproofs. And in my head, I was like, and Ryan made this class, and I said, Ryan, Libby, turned up, and he didn't have any waterproof tops on, or, sh- or, or trousers. Because he probably thought, yeah, I'll breeze this. And he, even he said it was too dangerous to go up after it. We all do it. So I was in a shop. I was like, right, I'm going to be sensible. I need the, the the most waterproof stuff you can do. He was like, mate, whatever's got that red tag here, extreme weather, buy that. So I said, give me extreme weather, jacket, trousers, gloves, everything. So I was in extreme weather stuff. Even that didn't last. I don't think it, I think we've all realized waterproof clothing doesn't actually work when it gets to weather's that extreme. So to save you guys money, don't spend the hundreds of costs to buy those clothing. It doesn't work. In extreme weather. does in moderate weather. Anyway, weekend. Let me paint a picture for people who weren't there. We went up on a Friday, yeah, most of us. Travelled about six hours. Treacherous rain. Then it was nice weather. It was rain again. We got there. It was sunny. We were like, yes. We got there. It was, oh, this is amazing. This is beautiful. All of us travel all across the UK. Hours and hours to get there. Welsh public transport in North was really bad. So apologies to the Scots that did come down. The fellow Celts who came down on public transport. You now know why we're petitioning in Wales for better links in transport because it does suck. Anyway, we get there. Nice weather. Thinking we've nailed it. Scott's a genius. He's picked a really stupid month to go climbing Snowdon in October. 
but actually he knew it was going to be sunny. Next day, wake up, rain's a bit bad, not that bad at the start. You're like, right, this is not too bad, guys, but it's very different. We get to the meeting point, yeah? I couldn't find a toilet, guys. I needed to go to the toilet, couldn't find one. When I did find one, it was closed, right? And we only, and we think of this, they told us because the top is not open, if you went to the top and back down, it was meant to take us six hours, six hours out of the toilet, climbing a mountain. We, I don't want to say any more about it, but it could have ended badly for many of us. And they said, yeah, you go off to the side. To the side of war. It was fully open. All we saw was sheep. Literally sheep and loads of grass in the open. They're making out there's trees and stuff up there. Forest, you can go in and nobody see you. It was a complete lie. It's a complete lie, guys. Don't listen to that. So, started off, a bit of panic. Eventually, sorted it out. Your toilet. We all waited in there. We all started walking up. Get to the first hill. We're not even on the mountain at this point, right? It was so steep, right? It was lit. The st- think of the steepest gradient, and think even steeper. Walking up this concrete path. I know nobody really said it, but I know everybody thought at the time, if this is how it is here now, we're not even on the mountain. This is going to be disaster. This is really hard. But thankfully, after you conquer the path going up the concrete to get onto the mountain, it didn't. It wasn't as bad. So then we're walking up a mountain, thinking this is not too bad. We make it positive. We got to the halfway house. We're really wet at this point. We're halfway up. We're like, right, we're going to keep going up. Some people are like, we'll go back down. It's fine. Then we got to the, like, 65, 70% of the way. And this is where the wind really kicked in. They're really taking a piss out of us at this point. The wind was blowing us down. Like I said, loose came flying off. Other people going everywhere. We were bracing. And they walk back down. And then you start dry. Then you start getting less warm because you're not climbing up, you're not getting the heart rate up, then things start soaking in. So I started walking down, I felt soaked, everything came through. Got to the bottom, got a hot chocolate, unbelievable. The smim- simple pleasures, now think of them when you're in those conditions. It was magic, it was heaven. After that, we had a group photo, tried to do the best, you know. <laughs> we were all just like, wanted to, wanted to go home and have a shower, get warm. Um, so we thought, you know what, not bad. We had some Tiff's famous Biscoff biscuits and cookies, whatever they were. They were amazing. Other beer sweets, whatever. Anyway, we get back and then we meet many of us who went up to Snowden, met in the hostel that Natalie Chambers set up. Amazing Natalie, legend for sorting that. Spreadsheet master, apparently. And you sorted out for everyone and the pub after. So we all went to this hostel. I hope I'm picture, picturing this. So we're in this hostel, yeah, like a massive house. You go in, boom, Hogwarts, Gryffindor common room, swear down, books everywhere, people sitting down, walking, everyone's there, you know, sitting down, chatting about their journey, introducing themselves, you know. Ron Weasley, Hermione over there. <laughs> it was the, the Gryffindor common room vibes with a huge kitchen and in the morning, like a canteen in school. Remember you in school, primary school? And you'd walk in and sometimes like, you know, pudsy day or something, where all the parents are there as well. You get your food, you sit down, everyone's chatting, you know, the morning brew, chatting, having a little bagel. That's what it felt like, proper, hardcore, amazing community vibes. Big kitchen. Anyway, went to the pub, man. Down the road. Leanne Moon, give me a lift. There was a, there was a graveyard behind the pub. Leanne was, I think she was trying to get me into the graveyard, but it was fine. I'm only winding up, Leanne. We got there safe. All good. We got to the pub. I reckon they had a shock of their life. Middle of nowhere, basically, in the mountains. They probably have about four. Maybe they have maybe four pie orders a week, I'd say. They and they came up 50 pie orders in one go. I don't know how they handle it, to be fair. It was quite good. 50 pie orders, more drink than they could handle. 
no doubt they were probably like oh my god this is unbelievable jukebox on turn it up mate mm, no yeah turn it up because we need some volume here there's 50 of us here man talking turn it up put in some 80s Fleetwood Mac gold Spando Ballet Toto Africa think of the scenes guys eating a pie to Toto Africa surrounded by turtles unreal unreal then taxi back I'm 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 just after the hostel where I'm staying with Ryan and Louise. Get to the hostel, yeah. Have a bit of turtle cake. Thank you, Lucy Kim for sorting. That was amazing. Really nice cake, guys. I loved it so much. I love cake. Macros. If you there was no the calories of that cake zero confirmed. Put in the turtle lap zero calories. So I done. Anyway, say the goodbyes. Thanks, guys. Amazing day. Love you all. I'm off home. Get in the taxi. 60 quid cash up the road, mental prices. Get to the hotel, apparently it's five star, yeah? Gates closed, okay? Go around, go around. Main door to get in, where you usually find receptionist. Closed, locked, didn't have the key to get in that door. Ryan had my room key, so I thought I'd get in anyway. Wake Ryan up, now. It's only 12 at this point, guys. Not late at all. It's a Saturday at 12. Every hotel should have someone. Like, if imagine it was you going to the town in Wales, Beto Sakoy, really cute town for a pizza and a pint or whatever, or to see a musical. I don't know if they have any there. Maybe they do. And then you go back to the hotel at 12, but you've lost your keys. And you think, right, there must be some kind of way to get in here. Five star. Nobody answers the phone. Ryan Louise finds sleeping. The, the, the company don't answer. I see I've left my, my windows open. I think oh, I'm going to climb here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this the best climb. I try and climb, no way. Steep gradient glass. I'm not risking it. I'm not risking it. So I stand in front. I literally stood in front of the door, and I remember Natalie saying before I left, "Guys, make sure you go outside. Look at the sky. Look at the stars, because it's amazing. No, there's no light pollution. You know, you can see everything. You can even see the galaxies. Like it's mental. So I was looking up, and I see every star in the sky. I haven't seen them in years. I live in London, and I was looking up. I thought, wow. I am really insignificant right now. I'm, I need a. I need to kind of channel my inner Marcus Aurelius right now because this is it's getting angry. It's getting annoyed. It's like I'm gonna have to sleep in front of this door all night for eight eight. I, if, Ryan woke up, I think, and we, Louise woke up maybe half eight nine. So I'd have had to be there minimum until they came. Those workers came maybe six seven a.m. I was looking at the guys going, "Oh my god." Is this even real? Like are these, are they, how many stars are there? How many? Like why can? Why is there so many stars and galaxies out there? Like this feels fake. I thought this looks fake. Like this is absolutely mad. And I had some kind of crisis about the universe at the same time. They shook it off. Used my stoicism one hundred and one. Marcus Aurelius, thank you, boy. I thought, right, what's the next steps here? Steps to give in. Next step. Also, by the way, I forgot my phone. My mobile phone. So I lost my phone in Ibiza. Then I used my old phone, which is all cracked. But because it's all cracked and like water going to it from the hike, the screen broke. So I couldn't use my phone. So I had Ryan's secondary phone, business phone, which has no numbers on it, basically. And I couldn't sign into any of my services because two-factor authentication. Luckily, Susie sent me through photos on that phone. So I managed to phone Susie. She answered, hello. Because obviously, like, you know, sleeping. That's my Susie uh, sleeping voice. Uh, hello. I was like, Susie, I can't get in my hotel. 
I'm gonna have to come back to hostel. I need to sleep on the floor, couch, anything. She's like, okay, we'll 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 stay up. <laughs> I guess we'll stay up. Amazingly, turtle troop at my back. I managed to get back another forty quid. So I think a hundred quid to go fifteen minutes on the road, fifteen minutes back. But his taxi driver, because there's no taxis there. Competition low, no, nobody, nothing. High prices, past twelve, gone. Anyway, managed to get there. Slept on the couch. Thanks to everybody that accommodated me then. <laughs> Waking up, Scott, are you still doing it? <laughs> Guys, don't, don't. I've had this, the 10 hours be stressful, but I managed to get back by 10 to hotel. When a zip world. Me, Ryan, Louise went up there. Louise heavily pregnant, obviously. So me and Louise stayed in the car, make sure I got other supplies to help her through the pregnancy uh, struggles. Ryan went on, a few other members, Amanda, I think Emma, Irene, um, Hannah, some of you went on the kids version. I'm not judging, I'm not judging, but zip world over a quarry, fastest zip line in the world, or Europe, or maybe UK, maybe Wales. <laughs> 100 miles per hour down like a flying squirrel. Then the sun came out and we were driving through Snowdonia to get home. On the way home, we're going North Wales. Ryan's driving, I'm in the front seat, Louise in the back, dog's in the back. We get surrounded by police cars, police car in front, sign in the back in Welsh, no, not even an English version, just says to, in Welsh, dealing, so it says, follow me, Dylan Nochvi, so follow the car. Car to the right was like, yeah, making sure the Ryan doesn't try and drive off. Car behind, kind of like boxed us in, pulled us over. Then we're like, yeah, stolen car, mate. A stolen car is like, well, so put me in a police car in the front, took Ryan to the other, other way, Trying to find out if it's a stolen car. Me and Ryan is like a duo. Like, me and Ryan like a robber. Me, me Ryan robbing the cars with Louise in the back of the dogs. Like, it's obviously the worst team in the world to have robbing a car. Like, do you know what I mean? So, asking me about it, I was like, look, mate, I've known them for years. I've, I've been in this car for years. It's definitely not stolen. They were like, they told Ryan they used to have ITV camera crew because this is a TV show and they didn't have them on the day, luckily. So, anyway, found out Ryan's car got cloned, guys. So don't put your number plates on your in- on the internet because someone had cloned the number plate and put it on a similar car. I was driving on Birmingham at the same time. I think the ANPR cameras picked up two of the same registrations and probably flagged it like, wow, take him down now, one of them, them stolen. And eventually we got off and then we had to drive home. It took like five, six hours, seven hours. I don't know, it was ages. But that's what the trip was, guys. That, in, from my point of view, meeting everyone as well in between all that, walking down, giving people some educations on some, the Roman Empire, maybe. Welsh history. M- macro chat was minimal. You know, macros are known for the weekend. Macros off for the weekend. But honestly, I hope that's... that's I just wanted to paint the picture for some of you, from my perspective. But it was an amazing weekend. I thoroughly enjoyed meeting everybody for the first time, for the second time, some third time, even more. And our community is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And I think even like, you know, if I had, if it was the other way around and I was a part of a community and I saw the weather, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. It's going to really be bad. But I think having really bad weather added to it. We finished the day early. People managed to chat and get to know each other more. And I think the atmosphere between people and the groups that are formed, it's amazing. Honestly, guys, I'm very proud of everybody. It makes me feel so happy that people have met and made actual lifelong friends or like, like they all like each, you all like each other get on and you have these journeys and how many adventures were happening that weekend there was nearly I think nearly 100 people in general turned up um, 
all with your own story, with your new unique perspective, with your like turtle journey and then meeting each other for the first time, sharing car rides up, first thing we meet each other, all getting on. I just think that's magic. It is real magic. And I think that's what we miss as adults. I swear to God, like when you were an adult and you leave school and they don't facilitate this kind of school environment where you're just chatting to people, doing stuff together, action-based stuff. When you leave uni and you go into the real world, you don't have that opportunity anymore because you're just working with people. And I think it's so sad because this the best friendships and chats, lessons learned always come from just that kind of um, like group of people spending time together um, in good places and having the chance to just openly discuss stuff with nice people, do you know what I mean? I think that's key. And that's why the turtle community is unbelievable. Because you all make it unbelievable. You all do. And you've all, you're up, mate. So, ah, oh, just so many funny moments. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve, you make me laugh. The Scots, because you're also Scottish. It's good to have such strong accents around. It makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll try and do a trip in Scotland next or like Northern England, but Scotland or whatever works out better because we don't always stay London-centric because it's not fair. But saying that, people travel so long for Wales this weekend that maybe London is a better choice than most anyway. But we're going to do more. So if you have any suggestions, let me do, do let me know. But that's my story from the weekend. I don't want to take like... Maybe these people that give like life lessons weekend or whatever, but I will say, I will say that, re- you know, reading people, you know, when I was chatting to Nikki on the way up the mountain and stuff and chatting about other people about what roped some people in, is that the right word or just like attracted people in, is the fact that we do speak about mindset, life, and we do the book club and we speak about experiences. And I think that's one of the main differences that we have versus other fitness companies that just focus on the hardcore training, just focus on should you have chicken or should you have beef? Should you have this whey protein or that whey protein? It's all like hyper-focused on that part of your life when actually it is a, is a it should always be a holistic thing. It should be much bigger than, you know, obviously we focus on macros and the weight loss part, nutrition, the education, that's a given with Turtle. We've always got the best experts for that. But I think giving each other all the time of day to chat, share our stories, listen, yeah, and, you know, have good conversation back, that's the magic. That's the difference. I see, and from what people are saying, is they love, we love it. So do read the books we're doing in the book club. We're doing The Midnight Library next, which is a novel. The first novel we're doing in book club, we're going to alternate between novel and kind of self-help or, like, you know, kind of maybe biographies and stuff as well, so we can always be learning from different... Different ways of life. Novels always got their own stories and, and learning points as well. But the main lesson is to get involved with the community, guys. If you haven't, please do. You know, seeing some members who come up for the first time, didn't know anyone. Didn't know anyone, just came up, turned up. Was like, I was like, that's amazing. That takes courage, a lot of it. Always takes courage. And I remember, and I'll finish this, because I went to a body pro expo years ago when I was younger. There's a forest guy called Greg, Greg Plitt, who unfortunately has passed away. But... He was a super motivational guy. He used to be like an army ranger. And he used to love doing stuff that put him out of his comfort zone. And he was like, energy, like this is, you know, a law of physics. Energy is um, never created or destroyed, just transformed or transferred from one form to another. And he was like, that fear, the anxiety you get before something, you don't want to do it, 
when you do it, that transforms into this huge burst of like, wow, that was amazing. I want to do it again. I think I was speaking to Sri or someone about this as well. When you do like extreme sports or whatever, you jump out the plane or whatever. At the end of it, you before it, you're really shitting it, but after it, you feel, oh my god, I'm gonna do it again and again. So if we can convert as many of our anxieties and worries and fears into this positive, huge, like burst of positive energy at the end by doing these things that take courage, these things that take us out of our comfort zone, the more we can do that, the more confident we're gonna get in general about life. And I think, you know, with Turtle now, hopefully COVID doesn't slow us down anymore with in-person events. We wanna do more and more of these things where we're gonna get people together. We're gonna get you out of your comfort zone. I'm gonna get you transferring that energy we've got of fear, anxiety into the positive, amazing, confidence, exhilarating, positive energy. Right. And that is all for today. It's a long voice note. Hopefully you're on your walk. Hopefully I'm rambled on enough for you guys. You probably heard enough of me this weekend. You've definitely seen enough of me because I said bye like four or five times. But because of the problems I've had, uh, <laughs> it, you know, I showed up again. Showed up again and again. But this is this is it now, guys. This is it. Goodbye from this voice note. I won't be back in two minutes. Enjoy your day. You remember, focus on your one big thing. I think it's important to realize that everybody's gone through a, a, a late summer of kind of, you know, relaxing, maybe not being as accurate as you want to be tracking, maybe not training as much. But October, November now, we always see a resurgence in motivation and commitment. And we've got a new challenge coming in four or five weeks, which is a strength one. Sorry. And I think now it's time to start building momentum slowly. So you're one big thing. What haven't you done? that's gonna bring you the biggest results back at the moment. If you haven't tracked in ages, get the app downloaded and track today. If you haven't trained in ages, make that your priority today to get a good workout in. If you haven't gone on a long walk with a podcast, get that done. If you really wanna join book club, download the book, buy it, do the move to bring it in. Whatever's gonna take you that leap forward, progress and something you haven't done in a while, please do it. What's, what's that noise? my show's gone that so it's louise and ryan's house getting obliterated um but yeah do the next big thing that's going to move you forward today get it done let me know what it is and i'll speak to you all tomorrow and that is it for today's episode so hopefully you took something away from it if you didn't here's what you need to take away stop wasting time on social media stop wasting time gossiping you've only got today to live Today's the only day you ever have. So if there's anything to take away from this podcast, even if you can't understand the word I say, even if you didn't resonate with the wisdom I try to deliver, this is a reminder of you daily to live one day at a time. Give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days. But if you can make the most of today, I'm telling you, you'll have a fulfilled life. So enjoy your day and hopefully I'll see you back tomorrow. Do daily to live one day at a time give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days but if you can make the most of today i'm telling you you'll have a fulfilled life so enjoy your day and hopefully i'll see you back tomorrow